Hello, beautiful women, and welcome to the Claimed Podcast. I'm Anna Rova, your host, and let me tell you a little bit about myself if you're new to the podcast. I'm a femininity and feminine embodiment coach, and I run a very powerful program for single successful women who want to attract and keep committed masculine men or women who are already in relationships but want to change that feminine masculine polarity in their relationship. All right. Uh, well, let's begin. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to Claim Podcast and or whatever you're watching or, or listening to this. I have a very special guest with me here today. Her name is Natasha. She's calling all the way from Las Vegas. You're still in Las Vegas, I believe, Natasha. Yeah, I am. Client of, um, a student and a client of the Claim program, and that's why she's here uh, to share her story um, with us. Welcome, Natasha. I'm super excited to have you. Thank you for having me. This is super exciting. <laughs> I know. We haven't talked in a while that I saw your boom result success. And I'm like, all right, we need to speak with Natasha. What happened there? Um, <laughs> so and this is why you're here. And I'm so grateful, Natasha. And I just wanted to say um, that, you know, I know this might be the first time you're doing anything like this. And so I really appreciate you coming on board and sharing your story. And I know this might be a vulnerable slash brave moment I see a man's hand in the background. Uh, <laughs> the success story is joining us. Hi, Christian. Hi. Hi, welcome. Oh, this is so awesome. This is actually the first time when there's a, there's a man on, on the screen. So, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so super happy to see you guys together. And I guess we'll start by Natasha. Tell us a little bit about yourself and also how did you find this work and the program? So I think it began where, you know, I wasn't in a good place. I got out of a bad relationship, kind of how it naturally goes. And I took a lot of time for myself just to, you know, I worked out, get, you know, some stuck energy out. And I think I stumbled upon some sort of infographic on Pinterest about relationships and something about polarity came up. And I said, huh, this is super interesting. And I think I Googled more about feminism, you know, the feminine spirit or something along those lines. And I found you and on, on Instagram. And I think you were doing an interview where you were just talking about polarity differences and I just got super intrigued and I kept watching you for a while and finally got the courage to sign up (laughs) and we had our our Zoom call. (laughs) Yeah, we did have our discovery call. I remember our call, Natasha. You were wearing, I think you were wearing like a beautiful flower robe or something like that. (laughs) Evening. Uh Yeah, it was like midnight by me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you're saying that, you know, you've been struggling in relationships with men and you were really looking for a solution you found about polarity. And so do you remember our call? So I'm just curious about, tell me what happened on the discovery call that we had. And then why did you end up saying yes and obviously signing up on the call? I think I needed help. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I wasn't dating at the time. I think I was scared to date. I I was lost. I didn't know how to start dating. I was confused if I even wanted to start dating and I was feeling lonely. And I just thought, you know, let's give this a try. But at the same time, I didn't feel very feminine myself. You know, my job is kind of, you know, more of a masculine type job. And I was always on the go. I never felt relaxed, never had a a relaxing moment. And so when I was talking with you, I don't really remember the exact conversations, but I remember asking, I think you asked me something about my family. And I said, well, I came from a loving family. I don't see the problem. And you're like, okay, well, there's always something you never know. It's just about, you know, kind of digging a little deeper. And that got me thinking a lot in terms of maybe it is how I was 
raised or why I thought a certain way and, you know, the dynamics between my mother and my father. And why I said yes is because I've never done this before, invested in myself. You know, I never signed up for a course and invested in myself. And I just thought, you know, I was telling him the other day, I said, I thought this was something I needed to do finally. (laughs) And so that's what I did. Yeah, beautiful. Well, then uh, tell us what, uh, what what happened. What happened, Natasha, in your journey? Like, I usually ask, you know, what were some of the aha moments as you went through the program and, and what were the results? I mean, the result is sitting right in front of us. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to hear from you, Christian, if you want to chime in. You don't have to. Obviously, you know, this is between me and Natasha and her work, but yeah. So tell us, what were, what were some, some of your aha moments, Natasha? Because I know, I mean, you've joined quite a while, obviously, and you were posting mm-hmm. in the group. And then at some point, she just went quiet. And I'm like, I did go quiet. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the journey and your aha moments. Well, I mean, I, I did the work. I, I followed the program. You know, I really... I knew it would be more about an, about me, not so much, you know the search for the perfect guy. I knew it was, you know, what's going on inside you. Why do you act a certain way? Why do you think a certain way? Why do you have certain stigmas about, you know, men or about yourself? And what I loved about it was it went as far back as your family, how you were raised as a little girl, but you know, it's all about our memories. So, you know, what I thought of when I was younger, um, what I witnessed between both my parents, you know, that was really eye-opening for me. And, you know, a lot of things with both my parents that I never thought of before. And the word, you know, masculine and feminine was now so much to my vocabulary with, you know, my mom, I realized was as time went on, as she got older, became more masculine her feminine quality kind of diminished a bit. And my dad remained masculine, but in a more reserved, quiet way. He wasn't very open with his emotions. I mean, most men aren't, but he's, you know, pretty reserved in that regard. Kind of uses comedy as his way of lightening the situation a bit. And then my parents were actually here living with me. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You're like, this is happening for a couple of months. I'm not sure what this is about. And you went through yeah. all like freaking, yeah, wow. Yeah, so I did the work and then I did the work even further <laughs> because they were in my house. <laughs> and I had conversations with my mom, you know, about how my dad was raised a little bit about how she was raised. And, uh, you know, one thing she pointed out to me was she said, you know, I grew up in a very serious household. I said, what do you mean? She's like, humor was not part of the equation. She said, I had an uncle that made a joke and everyone looked at him strange. I said, really? She said, yeah. But then I meet your father and he's all about jokes and making people laugh And, you know, she's like, it just dawned on me that I wasn't raised in a household like that. She's like, but you obviously get his sense of humor because it's not from me. (laughs) And, you know, and, and there were times I had arguments with them, not in anything bad or anything like you deprived me when I was a child, but I didn't look at my mom or my father as a role model. It was more of me trying to get away from them to figure out who would be my role model. And, you know, that whole thing about women wanting to grow up and be that executive, you know, top executive in New York city. That was me. That's what I wanted. But I had a mother that did that and wasn't happy and became more masculine. And that was just the whole dynamic of that was very eye-opening to me. And I didn't realize until your program, how much, how out of touch I was with my, my feminine I had no idea. And it was funny. I I ended up going on a date with a man who, you know, during our, this program, uh, the claim program and very nice, but he sat hunched over and his, his arms and hands were here. And he was 
quiet, you know, soft-spoken. And it was odd. And I was very gesturous and this and this and that. And he's like, you know, I like you. You're, you're a strong woman. And I said, that's it. This is not happening. <laughs> this is not happening. I don't want to be a strong masculine woman. <laughs> and you kind of act, he acted feminine. And I, I remember thinking, okay, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm just going to move on from this. But it was a dynamic that I, I didn't pay attention to prior. Yeah. So your most of your transformation seems like revolves around really looking at family dynamics, right? And where, where you learned this and, and talking to your mom and having your parents over. This was actually part of, I mean, a huge part of my journey, you know, where you allow yourself to get out of the drama and the story because, you know, the, the parents, the dynamic with our parents is so intense and so loaded. And the issue with us kind of transcending that is that most of us just can't get out of that story between I'm your daughter, you're my father, you're supposed to give me this and this and that, and, you know, all of that. Um, and so when I got out of my story, you know, and I looked at my dad as as a human, as a man with his own story and realizing that, hey, he couldn't give me what I wanted as I was growing up because he wasn't giving that he wasn't giving the love, the support. I mean, his story has been crazier than mine. So how could I expect that my, and you know, my mom passed away when I was really young, but how, and we share a similar um, background, Natasha, in terms of culture. But yeah, when I did all of that and when I had an honest conversation with him about how was it for you, you know, like my mom passed away, like he was left with two girls. And so I really listened to him and I got out of, of the story of you didn't give me enough, you didn't love me enough and blah, blah, blah. And so everything just kind of cleared up. And since then we, we had a, I mean, you know, it's not perfect, but he's in my life and he's my dad. And so that, and, you know, I wrote an article about how healing your relationship with your father actually leads to healing your relationships with men because our fathers are the first and the mothers obviously are the first encounters of how we see men, women, relationships, polarity between them. So, yeah, it seems like that for you was really what was needed for you to shift and transform. Hi, girlfriends. Sorry to interrupt uh, your listening to the episode, but I quickly wanted to jump in and let you know that I have prepared something exciting for you. If you're interested in polarity, femininity, and how to embrace your feminine and how to attract primarily masculine men in your life, this announcement is going to be very useful for you because I'm talking about my signature uh, training. Uh, I'm like, how do I describe this experience? Because it's really an experience, you know. This is a signature training, my one-hour webinar that I've put together. And it honestly, it's it's been through a few iterations in the last two years. But I feel like this is the best yet training of mine that didn't come from, you know, reading two books and three courses and like coming together in a copy-paste thing that I now advise women to do. No, this has come from me, my own lived experience through my dating life and through finding and attracting the masculine men of my dreams and then marrying him and creating a family. This also came, yes, indeed, from a lot of research and learning and courses and coaches and, oh my God, you name it. You know, it's been a, it's been a journey of five years for me about that time. And also this has come from my clients. So the previous training, how is this different if you've signed up for another training of mine? which was the live female success, by the way. This is different because this is now coming through a distillation of my work one-on-one -on -one with women who I've helped get to that place where they're just attracting better men and they start attracting better masculine men and are on their way to actually to a relationship eventually. Not only masculine, but also masculine committed men. So if you are in a situation where you are attracting men that are less than desirable, let's say they're feminine men who don't want to lead, don't want to take charge, and men who are unavailable, then this training is for you. I will have to call all this training, how to start attracting your masculine committed men, basically in 30 days or less. And in this training, I will share with you some of the key things that I've learned throughout this journey that are helping. That's what my work with women is based on. So in this 60-minute training, you'll find the number one reason why you're still single and can't attract a committed masculine men. 
it's not what you think. How to break through the patterns of attracting unavailable or feminine men, as I said, and find your blind spot so you can attract the men you want. How to master the feminine, masculine polarity so you start feeling taken care of, claimed, and finally be able to let go of control and uncover the lie of female success that's keeping you stuck, exhausted, and unfulfilled, which means in masculine energy all the time, so you can start living in freedom and joy and much, much more. So if you're interested, go to girlskill.com slash webinar, sign up, and I can't wait for you to see this training and to let me know how it went. And by the way, there's no replays for this. So make sure you select the time that you can show up and be fully present. All right, I'm going to jump off and you continue listening to this episode. Tell us about the result then. I guess this is where we get into the story of how you guys met <laughs> um, and uh, well, what happened there. <laughs> I was definitely afraid to go online dating. <laughs> I actually had my friends come over and help me uh, create a profile and everything. I was just, I was afraid. I was like, no, I'm going to meet someone organically. And then I remember in your course, you're like, okay, um, where? <laughs> where are you going to meet them organically? It's not like it was, you know? And um, I ended up really liking it. I did go on some really nice dates. Um, I met some really nice people. But, um, you know, some had second dates, some didn't. But um, I I got on a different dating app. I started out with one. I was like, well, I'm going to transition to another one. And then I... I'm a huge foodie. And so <laughs> I saw this is a chef. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's a chef. And I, I saw his profile and of course I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> so the dating app that I was on, which was hinge, I think, yeah, I, either person can reach out to, so he could have reached out to me. I could have reached out to him. I saw him first. So I reached out to him and I said, hi. <laughs> and of course he came back with some questions and we, we were talking on the app for about a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About a week. And then we decided to meet <laughs> and what happened from there. Is <laughs> uh, that where I jump in? Now? Yeah. <laughs> So we were originally going to meet on what I was like, I asked you like for Friday or Saturday and you're like, oh, I don't want to come after work or something like that. Oh, something like that. But he, he actually canceled on me. He had a baseball game. He's like, well, you can come and watch me. And I'm like, no, I'm not watching you as a first date. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm taking my stance as a woman. No, we are not doing that. <laughs> and he said, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So I asked her if she wanted to go out on Monday, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. And I was going to meet her after work. Um, I asked her if she wanted to go to a brewery that I really liked um, asked her if she really liked beer. She said, no, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of beer, but I'll try anything pretty much. So we met at the brewery. Still remember it was a little cold cause it was what, uh, October. Yeah. This was October. October. Yeah. So it was a little chilly just when it finally got cold here. Um, saw her in the corner and sat down and knew pretty much right away that she was definitely going to be different. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to like her. Um, started chatting going from there. And then I want to point out one thing though. So, cause I got this from you, Anna and your program. And, uh, he's like, what do you want? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) 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 He's like, what kind of beers do you like? I was like, I don't know. Can you order for me? (laughs) So going as being a chef, I kind of asked her some questions of what kind of flavors does she like? Does she like sour? Does she like strong flavors? Does she like bitter and kind of figured out from there. So I just got us two sampler flights of different beers, some that I knew well and some that were new that I wanted to try and wanted her to try and kind of just the different flavors. And we just worked our way through each one of the little tasters. So it was like eight little tasters <laughs> and kind of talked about and just talked the entire time about, you know, ask obviously yeah, first eight questions, asking about family and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and jobs and previous, you know, where did you live before and stuff like that. And, you know, the next thing you know, we look up and no one else is around us. The place is closing. They're flipping the chairs and they're waiting for us to leave. We didn't even realize anything was going on around us the entire time. Yeah. Um, Cause we met up relatively early. So we were there for about a good, I want to say three hours. We met up around like seven, seven thirty. We and didn't leave until like 10. 
Yeah. And normally, I mean, I, I like my sleep and I was like, no, you know, I would go home and he's like, did you want to go somewhere else? I said, yeah, I would love to. I did not. We went to another bar and we went to a bar that had like a, a fireplace inside. It's very romantic. <laughs> and gosh, I didn't get home till like three in the morning. <laughs> Basically, we closed down two different places. <laughs> good, good move, Christian. You know, <laughs> when we didn't want to, we just didn't want to stop talking or spending time with each other. We wanted to keep going, but it's like, yeah, at some point, you know, I have to work the next day. You have to work the next day. Like we should, we should probably go home. So it's nice. Yeah. It was a great night. Morning and you hang over and you're coming in and you're like, that was so worth it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was worth the lack of sleep. <laughs> yeah, cloud nine the whole time. <laughs> so Christian, and from there, yeah. Yeah, I have a question for you. Yeah. In the whole, and I'm assuming that, you know, you guys obviously were continuing to date and all of that. Did you, Christian, know about any of this polarity stuff at all? Or like, I mean, obviously... Natasha's told you everything, which is actually against my advice. Uh, <laughs> when I work with women, I'm like he doesn't need to know, you know, what we're doing here, but if he wants to, then obviously, you know, so it was a while until I said anything about this. <laughs> it was literally a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I literally it's told a- him about this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> okay. So I'm curious, Christian, I've interviewed so many men and, and my journey into this was really, and, and part of the huge thing about this program is really helping women understand the the male journey um, and what men go through and what's their experience. Cause most women have no clue and they don't even want to go there, you know? And so I've interviewed mm-hmm. so many men about their dating life and their experiences with women. And so, and then it's not like we have to get into your story, but I'm curious, was there anything different with Natasha that you felt like was different from your experiences with, with other women. And maybe now you have a bit of understanding about polarity thing. I'm just curious because a lot of women listening to this would like to hear the, the other side, like what was about her that maybe was different and maybe still different. Um, so just sharing that perspective. I'm just curious about that. Mostly just in a couple of different ways, like just very open and honest. Um, We've always been completely open and honest with one another. We tell each other everything, our feelings, um, whether I need someone that's like sure is my rock or the opposite. Um, He's more so my rock <laughs> than anything. <laughs> but you mentioned about possibly being more feminine in the past. Well, I mean, in the sense of like a journey aspect. Yeah. I mean, as a guy, a lot of times, at least growing up or at least in the beginning of your relationship. So you really figure yourself out. You're more usually in the feminine side a lot of the times. Cause I mean, I grew up with two really strong women in my family, my mother, and then my sister who's 13 years older than me. So she was a third parent to me. So for me, they were really the role models. And that's actually, I learned a lot of about respect for women and how I treat women through them. And I mean, in a sense, it also gave me more of a feminine side, which then had to develop as I went along until I finally truly figured myself out. I mean, probably about a year or two ago to be like to truly come into my masculine, which I think what I was telling her the other day was I think with her going through this course and then me going through the journeys that I've gone through and different things that happened in my life, this was honestly the perfect time for us to meet each other. Because if it wasn't, if we were our former selves, we probably, this relationship wouldn't have lasted. Um, we end up being a perfect balance for each other between the feminine and the masculine where it's, it really is like a a perfect harmony now. Mm -hmm. Overall though, I see she's really good at, like I can tell with her job, she has to have that masculine at work. When she comes home though, she gets into her feminine and, you know, I love seeing that aspect of her and she really does like we rely on each other, but she relies on me to like pick up that masculine role a lot of the times because she wants to leave it at the door because she has to deal with it all day at work, you know, and, and it's true. And I don't blame her for that. I mean, we both have very demanding jobs or at least I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just nice where she can kind of come home just let her hair down and just, you know, be herself and relax. And I can definitely tell, I mean, I didn't know you obviously before, but I can tell that you're more comfortable within yourself now to just be able to come home and just be you, you know, and I love seeing that. So, 
Yeah, I, I think too, you know, cause in your course, you talk a lot about, you know, the male journey a little bit. And I got to say that put a lot of things into perspective for me as well, because like he said, you know, in the past, like my mother, all about control, let's control this, let's control that. So when I learned about that and to say, look, sometimes a guy needs to make their own mistakes. They need to go through their own journey. You're not, everything's going to be perfect. You're not always going to be in control like that, you know, and you end up either pushing them away or the polarity does change in that regard. And I saw that in my parents so much. So, so when they're here, there were those arguments a lot of the time, my mom was ultra controlling. And I mentioned that to her and she kind of came, went silent a few times when I, (laughs) when I brought that up, but it was instead of looking at it like, Oh, this is how it should be. I knew better and I wanted to do different. So what I found, which was so relaxing is that when we got together, I do feel relaxed because I don't want that control. You know, I want him to feel that freedom, you know, as a man and as his own person, I didn't want to be that woman that has to control things or this and that, you know, I still get stressed out (laughs) things and he does calm me down. But that was a big change that I noticed in myself. Cause in the past, that's what I did in relationships. I was, I was a lot more controlling. And to touch upon that, I mean, I've noticed that in most of my relationships, even that's what I'm saying. Like I kind of go into the feminine because I've dated women that were very controlling or very overly opinionated where it kind of shuts you down, where you have to walk on eggshells a lot of the time to not like irritate them or, you know, for them to disagree with you. So, I mean, I'm just very even happy in that sense where, you know, we have, we both give each other enough freedom where it's just like, you know, I understand you're going to go meet somebody for lunch. I don't care. Well, it's your friend. <laughs> go ahead. Same thing with me. You know, we know because when we spend time with each other, it's about each other. We delegate and we prioritize our time together as our time together. So that if we're not together, it's like, okay, I'm not missing out on anything. You're with your friends. Like, go ahead, have fun. And I'll see you when you come home. So there's never been that controlling on really either way on our sides. I mean, we'll check in if it's like really late, be like, Hey, are you okay? <laughs> like, just, just want to make sure you're good. And you know, and you're going you're gonna to be okay on your way home. Other than that. Um, yeah, that's definitely the big difference I've noticed. It's been that equal give and take and that trust. Like we both have full trust in one another. There's no games. It was, you know, one thing I noticed about him was how open he was and you know, you could tell by someone's demeanor, you know, it was not here to just look for another girl and I'm going to, you know, now date other people, you know, I mean, my mentality was, you know, I was dating multiple people until I met him. And then I was like, I want to keep this one going. (laughs) Um, but there were times and I even told him, I said, there were a few guys that I had to let go. You know, I couldn't go on second or third dates, you know, cause I kind of chose him. So and yeah. so was he actively pursuing and, and courting you within this whole thing, like setting up dates and, and you were just trusting him to lead? Yes. I Like I said, I wanted to test the waters even on the first date. I wanted to see if he would be a leader, you know, if he would make those suggestions or, you know, because make those decisions. Um you know, I was tired. I went on those dates where guys were like, whatever you want to do. And I was like, well, what what would you like to do? You know, and it was whatever's good, you know, and it was just a back and forth. He would make a decision, you know, he's like, I know about this restaurant. Let's go here. Um, okay. You don't know what's good to drink or what's good to eat. You know, let me see if I can help you out. He's still planning till this day, you know, and I, I absolutely love it. You know, of course we'll go back and forth and stuff, but yeah, he was definitely pursuing me. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, save it to this day. She's still like, I trust you. Just pick something. I'll surprise her and we'll go somewhere for dinner or go somewhere for lunch or to do something. And she'll let me take the lead on that. So <laughs> I don't think I've proven her wrong so far. So she's been happy <laughs> with all my decisions so far. Even when we went to California, we went and took a two day trip together. Mm-hmm. We flew out there and I chose pretty much every food item the entire time, like not like each dish, but I mean, I chose each restaurant to go to and we kind of just guided our way through LA. So, and that was the other thing too. He, we planned a trip together. He planned the whole thing. 
you plan the whole thing. I'm going to, you know, our rentals, going to rent a car. This is what we're, we're so going to stay. The question here is Christian, was this mm-hmm. natural state for you to, to do that? Or did you kind of, because you know, every situation is different. And then you, as a man, obviously with, with a woman, you kind of seeing where she's at. I mean, it's a constant dance of things. Mm-hmm. Were you taking charge and taking control because you saw that she, She's letting you do that. Was that natural for you? Did that feel good to you? Is Was it something that you really wanted to do? Like, how would you describe that? Because, you know, today, especially, things are like very blurry. Um, so I'm just curious about what what was really motivating you to take that, I guess, lead on, on courting her planning. Was that because she was giving those signals or was that because you were always like that? So I'm just curious mm-hmm. there. To kind of give like back reference, no, I wasn't always like that because like I said, I've dated women that were very opinionated or had very certain tastes or they, I would say like a suggestion, like, no, like, let's do this instead. Now she, you know, Natasha gave me the room to choose and the trust in me to do kind of whatever. So I was like, okay, then I was perfectly willing to take the lead in that opportunity and just to kind of show her around and because especially when it comes to like food and stuff like that, I mean, I know the industry, so I know what to look for and I know her taste pretty well enough now where I know how to guide the situations and what to get and new things to have her try. So it was definitely, it was in a relationship, this was kind of new to me. Like I said, I've also built my way up to this relationship where now that confidence is there, that masculinity is there for me to lead and feel comfortable. But she always gave me, the leeway and the opportunity to choose um, and to lead. So knowing I had that trust from her made it a lot easier for me to then lead because I know I wasn't going to be second guests or questions the entire way. It was like, let's just go for the ride and let's see how it goes. So yeah, (laughs) she definitely made it a lot easier. How did that feel for you? I mean, is this a natural state? Like, I'm just curious because it's a different experience for you as a man to, to, to be giving that trust, you know, and that opportunity, then you take it. I mean, do you like that? Are you fulfilled mm-hmm. by that role? Like playing that role? No, yeah, I'm definitely fulfilled by that. I mean, I've in like my personal life too, I've been building my way up through like management and leadership roles too. So being with her is just giving me the more confidence and just myself in general to sit there and make decisions whether it's on the fly or a thought out decision, but it's definitely fulfilling, especially being with someone that trusts you so much to do and to choose things. It's very satisfying, very fulfilling. So I mean, it's just, it's good to have that equal trust and know that, you know, they're going to enjoy basically whatever you do because you're also just being with each other. Mm-hmm. And what about your friends, Christian, like your, your guy friends? Mm-hmm. Um, are they, experiencing the same thing with and i don't know whether they're single or or in relationships or married like because you know i'm always when i'm talking to guys i'm like what's going on on that side because between women we talk about different things but have they do, do you feel like they experience that as well with women today or it's a completely different story or yeah do they comment on your relationship and say you've got a good one who can you know, who can let you be you or whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, with COVID, it's been hard to truly see a lot of our friends. I mean, we just saw one of her friends for the first time last night. She hasn't seen in a while. She met one of my pairs of friends about a month ago, two weeks ago, something mm-hmm. like that. And that was really the first interactions we've had with each other's friends. When it comes to other people's relationships, it all depends on the stage of where they are in their life and their development too. Some still hadn't really found that masculinity or just that trust in someone where they're kind of in a one-sided relationship when it comes on that, where the female is still the the masculine in that relationship. And I know I think my one pair of friends, it's, it's sometimes an equal balance, but I mean, it's, it leans a little heavy on the one side. Yeah. yeah. Leans a little heavy on the one side because she's a very dominant personality. Um, but he also likes that too. So it doesn't really matter to him, but I've seen, I've seen a lot of my other friends too, where their partner, she's just a complete submissive in a lot of aspects where it's just, it becomes a little sometimes too much. Like you have to have that equal balance with one another where, you know, she doesn't have to always be in the dominant or the masculine 
but sometimes she can step into that role when a certain situation is called for it. So it's, you have to have that equal balance for that. If you're like 90, 10, it's not really, I feel like it's not going to work. I mean, some guys might like that, but mm-hmm. it's, it's better when you have that equal balance in yourself to know the situation and when it's needed. But yeah, and I mean, like I said, it's, it just all depends. I've seen a lot of people that are still just not purely secure in themselves. So they're going to keep dating for a while until they figure that out and figure out what their role is supposed to be in the relationship. And then from there, that then helps you find that person you're supposed to be with. Because as long as they're in that right state too, it, it matches up. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if we weren't where we were when we met, we probably still wouldn't be together. Yeah. He, he mentioned that, you know, when we started talking about our past and stuff like that and how we, who we were, mm-hmm. yeah, I would probably have to agree. It's kind of timing is everything. I think everything just happened the, for a reason because, you know, he had, you know, if I say, but so his, his father passed away a couple years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Three years ago. And that was a huge turning point, he said for him, where he said at one point when he was in therapy with sister and mom, he realized he kind of had to step in as, as the man, you know, and, and kind of calm them down a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I can kind of elaborate a little bit more. It was, I mean, I have no problem talking about it. Uh, so yeah, my father had committed suicide about three years ago. And so we were doing a family therapy session all of us, and even my brother-in-law was with us too. And I was the only one that wasn't crying. Everyone else was super emotional and crying. I just kind of feel like I had to step up in that moment and just kind of just relax everyone. But not just that. I mean, I dealt with depression and anxiety for most of my life too. So that was his, that was the turning point for me where it was like, I needed to realize I needed to work on myself you know, not just for now, but for my future relationship so that the situation that happened with my parents wasn't going to happen again in the future. And not just that, but wanted to make sure that I was going to be here the rest of my life and not have to worry about that. But then it just, it kind of just what your experience was with this program. You kind of thought about your past and started thinking about things and why is the way you're thinking, the way you're thinking or the way you're acting. And it all is past, usually past triggers and past emotions and just past memories that kind of bring up certain things or it's just repetition. Unless you break it, you're going to keep going down that route. So that was definitely, yeah, that was absolutely the turning point for me. And then I kind of saw in relationships that I was in aspects of how, cause my parents relationships towards the end of the relationship kind of deteriorated where they weren't spending as much time with each other. They weren't, weren't very physical with each other or just simple touches or kisses. It was like very limited. And I kind of saw as they were basically just roommates and I had seen that in previous relationships. Like, I don't want this because I want someone that speaks the same love language that I do. And big one for me is touch. So, I mean, thankfully, you know, I have no problem touching. Yeah. <laughs> back and forth. So we speak the same love language. And little things like that you realize too is if that's not an equal thing with your love language, it's not going to work either. And I've seen that in many relationships where they're like, certain physical touches like they just don't like that or simple brushes against each other when you're walking past one another it's like they didn't like that so it's like that's not gonna last then because that's how i speak you know that's how i want to show that i love you that you know i want to be around you and that you know it's if you don't speak the same it's not gonna work so it's little yeah. things like that as you go along you gotta figure it out yeah so thanks for sharing that christian i mean i i really appreciate you sharing that story and you know, I always say that we we always meet and that's why you guys are saying that you've done your work separately and then you came together in a relationship. And we always attract and meet our equal in terms of where they're at in their growth, in their journey. You know, with my man, it, it was the same thing. I did my whole thing. And then only later I found out he went to all these Tony Robbins events for years. You know, she obviously didn't show up and tell me all of this. But yeah, it's it's true. And so one last question for you, Christian, and then I have one last question for Natasha, and then we're going to finish up. So when you talk about masculinity, Christian, and your role in a relationship, I'm curious, how do you see that? Like, what is your role in the relationship in terms of that masculine role that that you're, you're, you're playing, you want to play, and you're fulfilled by? What is that for you? I mean, I think for me, it's still kind of that old school way of thinking, I guess, is the provider and the protector. I mean, not in the sense where I always have to provide, say, like in a financial aspect, like I 
we'll always want both of us to be equal when it comes to the way we work. I mean, not 100% equal. I don't want you working the amount of hours that I work. But I mean, like, <laughs> we share in our successes with one another. We, I mean, we're working together on doing our own company now. So, like, that's something that like, we're going to equally put in the same effort. But in the sense of like, if I need to make the decisions, I have no problem making the decisions as we've seen, you know, throughout the relationship, um, which I have no problem with being the leader in that sense, but always being the protector and just making sure that she feels safe and that she feels loved. And that's basically my biggest thing is just making sure every single day that I remind her. And she actually just told me this the other day, which really meant a lot to me that throughout this entire relationship, there was never a single day. That's why she has no problem with me. She's complete trust with me where she has no problem. If I go see friends or do this or do that, because she knows in the end, I always come home to her that I love her and that I make her feel so loved every single day. So in that aspect, it's just going back to like, so just being the provider and the protector in that way, it's just providing whether it's stability or the love on a daily basis. Mm. <laughs> I think all the women listening are like, oh my God, I want to <laughs> But this is you. Christian. But I want to say, okay, I want to say for everybody listening, I mean, obviously you're a great man, Christian, but the things that the women need to realize and what we're talking about here should be very illuminative, if that's the word, enlightening to women. To un- what needs to be understood out of this conversation is that Natasha wasn't some you know, woman who just was passing by and then Christian just fell on her shoulders, you know? <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. She invested in herself, you know, Christian wasn't even there when we had the conversation. She worked on herself, she invested in herself, and she really went through this journey. The world is full of great men. I mean, I'm, I'm married to one, and when women are like, oh, you have such an amazing, I'm like, I worked for that. You know, it was hard, it was painful, I went through a lot. So, it's on both sides for sure, but if you're a woman who is attracting wrong men and you're like, oh, where's my Christian? Like, yeah, no, take radical responsibility for that because all of that is possible for you. The world is full of great men, men who want to protect and provide. As Guy didn't even say those words, but Christian, I ask women on every discovery call, do you want a protector and a provider? And then we like, those words are really the words that women are like, oh, you know? So it's about that. Natasha has done the work and it's possible for everyone. And I've seen it happen time and time again with this program, with this process. So it's not like, Natasha was just lucky. I mean, yeah, probably she does feel lucky and then she is, but there's so much more to this than luck. (laughs) You know, it's about like taking responsibility, deciding what you want and really working with either us or somebody else. Uh, It doesn't really matter, but like all of that is possible for you. If you give men the chance and the opportunity, if you change and reframe your belief system about men, then a man like Christian can come into your life and, and, and talk about you this way and he wants to play that role so christian thank you um this was really great to hear from a man's perspective so let's finish up with natasha for all the women listening who are looking for a christian um (laughs) why would you you recommend uh you know let's say booking a discovery call with with us with claimed and then getting into the program it's life-changing it is absolutely life-changing i i don't even know where i would be or how i would respond to the, the male, the male people out there, the male guys in my world, I would not know how to respond to them. If I didn't take this, I can only imagine I'd be more domineering, more controlling, just keep on that masculine stride because my mother is still that way. And gosh, everywhere, social media just supports this women don't need no man, you know? And it's just, no, <laughs> no, that's not true. And again, it, it depends, like you said, you know, do you identify with yourself as more masculine or more feminine? I want to be a woman, you know, I want to feel like a woman and it is, it's life-changing. It was eye-opening to see the dynamics between my family, especially when during our discovery call, I said, I don't see a problem with my family. I came from a very loving family and you're just like, hmm. maybe (laughs) and I know they love me and that was the other thing too was you know I knew that like you said they respond to how they were probably raised 
how were they raised? My mom is the way she is because of how she was brought up and her family dynamics. Same thing with my father. I didn't realize that my dad really was, had his fondest memories are not of his parents, but of his grandparents had no idea kind of makes sense with a lot of things. And my mom fended for herself since she was 19, you know, so there's her strength that always came through. But this course was just, it, it comes at relationships in such a different way that I never saw it presented like this anywhere else. I don't know any other course that talks, that talks about polarity that talks about, you know, kind of celebrating your, your feminism. You know, I didn't know anywhere or anyone that spoke like that. And that's, that's what this did for me. This, this brought me back to myself that I, I lost touch with it years and years and years ago. And this, it brought me back to myself just as a woman, you know, slowing down, enjoying things and, and, and to have fun, to have fun dating, you know, even before I met Christian, I had fun dating. I never had fun dating before. I didn't, it was always like, almost like an agenda, you know, well, either they want to get you in bed and do you agree? Do you disagree? But I finally had fun dating. I got to enjoy myself and the feminine flow. I, you know, the, the movement, I, that was, I cried so much during that. <laughs> it was such a great release. And then when I met Christian, I was blown away. I was blown away by his unbelievable honesty and, you know, and for him to also tell me that if we met several years ago, you probably wouldn't have liked me. And I probably wouldn't have liked him back, <laughs> you know, so everything does happen for a reason, but, you know, I, I didn't expect to meet him, um, this quickly. I honestly didn't. I was, I was in, I was in shock, but I was also enjoying the time that I had with myself just connecting. And I did everything in my power to get back to, to her, the, the woman that I, I truly always wanted to be. And I had to let go of a few things, you know, when, when social media and girl power, you know, and, and I don't need no man, you know, I mean, when all this is in your face constantly, it's just supporting you. It's supporting your theory that you don't need a man or if, you know, you can't handle my strength, you know, like what? No, <laughs> I didn't want to act like that. And like I said, when I had my parents here, it was, I didn't want to be the way my mom was. So it was even, even more brought that home to, to everything. And I told her about this and her response was, I think what you're doing is great. I get it. I think what you're doing is great. And you're right. I'm more in my masculine. And I said, okay. <laughs> well, all right, so, guys. Well, right. thank you so much, Natasha, for everybody listening. If you resonate, feel called to. If you want a Christian, definitely go to girlschool.com slash apply. Apply for your discovery call now. And, um, and then we'll see if this is going to work for you, if this is going to be a good fit, and then we can get started. All right, guys, you're a beautiful couple. I'm, I'm so happy for both of you. And I'm just looking forward to what's about to happen next. I know you're starting a business together, which is incredible, amazing, very exciting. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your time, your energy, and, and both of your stories. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, girlfriends, hope you enjoyed listening or watching to this episode. And if you did, and if you resonate with most of the things I'm saying, and you want to learn more, and you want to finally start attracting masculine men, I have an invitation for you. So as you know, I am committed and passionate about helping successful women attract and keep committed masculine men. So I have a personal invitation for you. If you're resonating with everything and you're ready to step up and invest in yourself and take things to the next level, I would love, love, love to talk to you and see if you'd be a fit for my work and what I do. And so Basically, what I'm doing is I'm inviting you and it's a personal invitation If you, only if you resonate because I don't work for, with everyone and I'm not here to just, you know, make a quick buck and whatever. I'm here committed to your result and I will make sure that we go until the end and that we get you the result that you want, which is start attracting better men. So 
I invite you to sign up to actually apply for a free discovery call with me. It's a call that is one hour long. And what we do is we talk about your current situation, where you are today, and what's wrong, quote unquote, wrong with your dynamics with men, what you don't like. And then we're going to talk about what you really want and where you want to get. And at the end, if I find that that's a good fit, I'll tell you what I do and I'll offer you to join us and uh, how we could work together. So just to give you a bit of context, this is this experience is all about and what I'm going to offer to only if I find that that's a good fit is about number one, putting yourself in the best position to start attracting committed masculine men and not through tactics and techniques or tips, tricks, whatever, but just by being you and understanding and appreciating men, thus creating a deeper relationship with yourself as a feminine essence woman and attract better committed masculine men. Number two, it's all about letting go of overworking perfectionism and the need to control by overcoming your limiting beliefs, patterns, and obstacles to rediscover your worth and enoughness and rebuilding your faith in your own voice, in your own decisions, and exploring your boundaries and so on and so on. Number three, it's all about letting your body lead, stop overthinking, and start trusting your gut and your heart when it comes to making decisions, expanding and embracing your range of emotions, cultivating sense of awareness and pleasure and feeling more without apologizing for it. And I know if you're here, you understand and you know that the path to your masculine man who's a conscious, healthy man is through you, is through embracing your feminine nature, is through running with the wolves and embracing your wild feminine side and actually gaining power from it. And a healthy masculine man will only be attracted to that if you get to that place yourself. And last but not least, it's all about becoming deeply connected to yourself as a woman. Understand what true femininity is exploring deeper levels of intimacy, and finally becoming free, lighter, and open. Embracing basically the feminine side of polarity, because again, this is what your masculine man wants. And it's all about stop living in the masculine energy by pushing, doing, and choosing all the time, and start living, enjoy freedom and your wild nature, where you can surrender, where you can finally let go. Trust me, this is an amazing place to be, and it's easy and joyful, and it feels natural and feels like a woman. So if you resonate, go to girlskill.com slash apply, and there's going to be a short survey, step one, just apply there, and then the next step is to schedule a call with me. It's going to be an hour. We have fun on this call, so I hope to see you there. And my, my calendar is booked for another, I mean, booked. My calendar is open for another week. So go ahead and do that. If you don't see times that are available for you, make sure you email me because I'll always make time for you to make sure that you get your spot. All right, girlfriend, keep running with wolves and I'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>